The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Sherman Williams don't have shit on this. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What the fuck is happening? Well, I've already told you before, but the people out there listening don't know the troubles we've been having. <laughs> Nobody uh, knows. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm in quite a bit of pain again today, but it's because I... Decided to go out and do something last night and sit in the dark and look for ghosts. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you not watching, listening or whatever, we're we're streaming live right now on Twitch. Yeah. For basically the first time that we've ever actually done a show on Twitch. Correct? Yes. Other than that, we've just been dicking around. Mm -hmm. Nice. So welcome. Welcome. Yeah, tell go to you what, Twitch, man. go to your, you know, your Play Store or iTunes app or whatever, get the app. Yeah. Or you could go on your desktop and watch us on there, just to ectoplasm show one word, and you can subscribe to us and you'll get a notification whenever. Whenever we go live. Yeah. Which we're going to be doing all sorts of stupid shit. Wait till Christmas. I'm joking. <laughs> um, Yeah, man. Lots of fun shit going on. I just got back. Well, let me tell you what I did yesterday, okay? I woke up right. I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, mind you, 5 a.m., and drove my happy ass to Des Moines, Iowa, just outside of Des Moines, uh, to the infamously haunted Farrar Schoolhouse where we were doing... Uh, Farrar every year does this thing called summer school. And so I was, I gave two lectures yesterday and then there was like a ghost hunt. Um, God, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of cool people. But then after, I mean, the investigation itself went till 4 a.m., but my doe ass could not hang in there until that time. There was no way that was going to happen. Um, and so I, I left about 11 o'clock or so. Got home roughly about 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm just, like, completely wrecked. I'm still wrecked. So, I don't know, man. I think I'm getting old. It, it it troubles me to think that, but I think I'm actually, yeah, I think it's official that I'm getting old. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me. Fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so I'm looking for a... Um Looking for love. Uh, yeah. oh, uh, oh, what is it called? Hey, you're distracting me. I'm looking for a toast here, and I'm just going to a random one. So just I don't know toast? if it's going to be good. I don't know um, if it's going to make any sense at all because they're 100 years old. But ah. uh, here we go. It says, uh, there swims no goose in gravy, but <laughs> sooner or late she finds some honest gander for her mates. Cheers. <laughs> it's a big rip. Cheers. Mamma Jamma. Mm -hmm. 
Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> would you would you drink toaster? It's right uh, here in my hand. Yeah. yeah, Mountain Dew. I got lazy today. <laughs> so I got a couple or at least one shout out here. I want to give a shout out to David Williams and his new wife Stacy, who yes. just got married. They did. And I don't know if they're still in Africa on safari or if they're back yet, but I'd like to say congratulations to the new wedding or the new marriage. I love it. I love it. Great, great people. That is for damn sure. So congratulations, you guys. Oh, love it. I think I just saw lightning. Anyways, <laughs> I also wanted to ask people out there to get drunk Yes. And call our line. Yes. What is that number? It's 913-730-7255. Call that phone number. That sounded right. While you're drunk and tell us <laughs> drunk your di- drunk coolest dial the paranormal ecto. experience. I love it. Yeah. Drunk dial the ectoplasm show. Let us know what's Or just up. send me a text while you're drunk. It's fun. Yep. That could be fun. Is that what you're doing right now? No. You can also check out ectoplasmshow.com at ectoplasmshow on Instagram and Twitter. All sorts of fun shit. The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. And now fucking Twitch, man. I'm excited about this Twitch thing. If we could ever just like get it to work, you know? It seems to be working now. I hope so. It says we have six people follow or watching right now. Hi, six people. Hola. So probably one of them's the government. The government? We survived. We survived the Clinton kill list. For now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. They got a lot of shit on their plate. I bet they haven't even yeah. listened yet. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It's creepy. So I got some stories. I got a, I got a couple stories as well. Yeah? Yeah. Why don't you hit me with one? Headline, an interesting SETI candidate in Hercules. What? And Hercules is not the, you know, the mythical guy. It's the constellation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was confused. No, I saw the wheels turning. <laughs> I was there. like, huh? <laughs> what? Um, a candidate signal for SETI is a welcome sign that our efforts in the direction may one day pay off. An international team of researchers has announced the dedication of, or yeah, the detection of a strong signal in the direction of HD 164595. In a document now being circulated through contact person Alexander Panov, uh, the direction or detection was made with the Rattan 600 radio telescope in some country i cannot pronounce <laughs> i don't think it's a country i think it's a city um in a, another part of russia that i can't pronounce uh not far from the border with georgia and the Caucasus. anyways the signal was received on may 15 2015 i don't know why we're just hearing about it now right at a wavelength of 2.7 cm the estimated altitude of the signal was 750 MJY. Does that mean anything to you? Not a damn thing. <laughs> it says, no one is claiming that this is the work of an extraterrestrial civilization, but it is certainly worth further study. Working out the signal strength, uh, the researchers say that it came from an isotropic beacon, whatever that means. Uh, it could be a power possible only for a Kardashev type 2 civilization you ever i read through this i'd never heard of this car civilization no. rating scale I, i've got nothing on that there's something we'll have to look into and get back to people on on the show in the future probably because they also mentioned that a car type one civilization could not have made this signal oh really so there you go they picked up something they don't know what it is yeah. and they believe that it has to be made by something other than just a natural phenomenon. Nice. Motherfuckers. So there's lots of other technical stuff, and I, you know, I don't feel like getting into all that. We'll share the article. Yeah. This is crazy shit. 
What's crazy? Check this shit, man. Okay, so a mysterious <laughs> satellite orbiting the Earth is set to crash land in 8 million years. Ooh. So it says, did you know that there is a satellite that orbits our planet and is set to crash land on Earth in 8 million years? And it says it's... it's, I don't know. Its mission may surprise you, it says. NASA has created satellites called LAGEOS, or... Laser geodynamic satellites, which are basically scientific satellites that study our planet. So, what, so why does it matter <clears throat> if it's going to crash in 8 million years? You'll see here in a second. Okay. So the satellite orbits the planet so that it can be seen from several ground stations around the world. Um, the design is beautiful, it says. The spacecraft is composed of aluminum-covered brass spheres with a diameter, or diameter, Jesus Christ, of 60 <laughs> centimeters anyway. The satellite is covered with 426 cubic corner retro reflectors, which makes the satellite look literally like a giant golf ball. Um, the LAGEOS does not have any board sensors or electronics and are not atti- attitude-controlled. Yeah. So its primary mission isn't that of carrying a message to the future inhabitants, but rather studying and monitoring the development of the planet itself. So the main goal is to accurately measure satellites' positioning in respect to the planet. So it's determining like the shape of the Earth and tectonic movements, um, which are associated then obviously with the like continental drift, you know, um, it's crazy. So it says, you know, the satellite set to crash land on our planet in 8 million years, carrying then a special message to anyone that will inhabit our planet in the distant future. The message, uh, carried by the satellite is three different maps of earth itself. One that is 268 million years old. One showing how earth looks today. And another map will show how the planet will look in the future. Pretty interesting shit. I had never heard of this. So Yes, but they're going to be so pissed at us if there's <laughs> still people left on the planet. Because yeah. two, re- two different things. Yeah. Do they have it planned out where it won't burn up? I mean, obviously, uh, they have to have it know. planned out where it won't burn up. There or needs to be something point. in place, yes. Two, it'll probably kill somebody, and then they'll hate us. They'll be like those assholes Dirty left this thing in the sky bitches. to come down, and it took this guy out. Why would they create this doomsday device? <laughs> Why do they hate us so much? Huh. It's crazy. So it says, like, but who will in- inhabit our planet in 8 million years? Humans? Aliens? Or will life cease to exist on planet Earth? Yeah, so what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. Is so interesting. Materials made to last that long. Yes, I'm telling you, man. I mean, I don't know what the deterioration rate of things are in space. Not a clue compared to the planet where there's all kinds of erosion and stuff. But yeah, I I doubt. I mean, oh, cool, whatever, but. (laughs) <laughs> we won't know anything about it, you yeah, know? Yeah, cool. I mean, awesome. Way to go. Good job. <laughs> oh, my God. I so, like it. Um, yeah. Scientists invite conspiracy theorists to check out alleged mind control weather machine. Nice. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, this comes from Gizmodo. All right. Uh, for decades, tinfoil fashionistas have attributed a number of sinister happenings to the atmospheric research program known as HARP. HARP. Including hurricanes, earthquakes, and even the destruction of the space shuttle Columbia. After this week, however, it will be a lot harder to entertain these claims because on Saturday, the supposed weather-altering secret weapon is holding an open house. This was yesterday from today. It was on the 27th, so we missed it. God 
Damn it. Oh, it says, we hope that people will be able to see the actual science of it. A spokesperson from the University of Alaska, which now operates the facility, told Alaska Dispatch News. We hope to show people that it is not capable of mind control and not capable of weather control and all the other things to be accused of. So (laughs) I'll just interject something into the article here. Right. You're going to this place that you think may be able to control minds, and you're going there thinking that they won't try to control your mind while you're there? That's a very good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. (laughs) Be afraid. Yeah. According to KTBF, the university expects both scientists and conspiracy theorists to show up at the event. With any luck... That will include former Minnesota governor and professional wrestler Jesse Ventura. I have no idea if he made it out there or not. Who questioned whether Harp was being used for mind control in 2009 after being turned away at the facility's gates. Quote, this thing can knock planes out of the air, said Ventura at that time. It could control the weather and it's very dangerous, dangerous weapon. Ventura and his ilk should find themselves more than welcome, according to the university children of all ages invited and refreshments will be provided. <laughs> more people will come if they think we have punch and pie. <laughs> just saying. So the obvious, the obvious, just right off the top, the obvious thing against this is the federal government's moved out. They moved out a year ago now. The University of Alaska has taken it over. So it's state right. government. right. If there was anything nefarious there before that's not still being used, they would have taken it out. Yeah, it would have been gone. If it is still there, you think the the tour is going to go by there? (laughs) Uh, That's a good point, though. They would have gotten rid of anything before the university took it over. They would have had to have. Or everybody going there, they're just trying to get all the conspiracy theorists and Ventura there to turn them into drones for the government. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. They're going to come out and be robotic and saying, there's nothing there. We were wrong <laughs> all there. along. That'll never happen. Do you ever no. see Jesse Ventura saying he was wrong? No. no Probably no. not. No. Come now. It'll be fine. It says we still have seven people watching, hey, seven but nobody's people. texting. Nobody's texting. Um, Heather said earlier, she said, ha, you're welcome for one of those pics of a Sherwin-Williams store. I knew it was her that sent that shit. I knew that was her. And then Perry Gamers, which I think is J-Lo. I'm not sure what his real name is. It's Shaggy's friend. Yeah. It says, I'm one of the few apparently that doesn't drink. We just picked up another viewer somewhere. Um, And Jennifer Gaunt says they can hear us. Oh, Jennifer says she's still here. Okay. So she didn't jump How do you ship. like uh, everybody listening right now or watching on Twitch right now? Please let us know what you think of it. Like a screenshot that the you know you know comments and stuff <laughs> and we could post it out there to advertise for other people. Yeah, there you, you go. Up? That's a good idea. Cockwad? I'm full of good ideas. <laughs> I'm full of it. <laughs> You got another story? Yeah, I do. It's a little weird. Um okay. Yeah. I like weird. Um and okay, so let me just preface this story by saying that it's um here, look. Nong you should I can't fucking pronounce this Chinese kid's name. We'll call him just Nong, okay? Nong. Mm. Child called Nong. Is oh, that fr- interject real quick. Yeah. Uh, we got a message from Clint that said NG is pronounced Ung. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Just to, yeah, clarify. That was last show, people, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. That was yeah, last yeah. show for whatever, if people don't know what we're talking about. So this child called Nong is from a new human race living in China. Now, in the Chinese city, uh, Dahua lives a child of new human race. Little Nong has blue eyes with neon glow. They, apparently, they glow. 
a neon glow in the dark, just like a like a cat's eye would glow. Yeah. Do you? Oh, speaking of which, do you know so, that they actually made glow in the dark cats? What? And rabbits. <laughs> like <laughs> this is a fucking and thing. Then we'll get into that. Fuck me. All right. This uh, whatever. I've lost all faith in humanity. Anyway, such eyes are not familiar even for the inhabitants of the Nordic islands. The boy can see in the darkness as we uh, see in the light, which is unusual. Um, Something the government can do as well now. People, well, not necessarily even just the government. Private companies have came like, up with an injection that can make you see in the dark for like three or four hours and then it wears off. What the fuck are we doing as ghost hunters? Why isn't this available to us? <laughs> they have to actually inject it, inject it into your eyeballs. Oh, no. Like a needle in your eye? Yes. Okay, no. Just no. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. No, fuck that. All right, so. But that does have applications for soldiers. Yeah, sure. I suppose. Anyways, let's hear a little bit more about Little Nong. Okay. <laughs> okay. Little Nong. After his teacher shared these unusual abilities on the internet, which is probably not wise, a suspicious reporter from Beijing decided to check the information with the specialists. So they made an experiment in which the information is confirmed. Little Nong is the first living man that can see in the dark. According to specialists, in general, it is not a random change. Namely, this change isn't a mutation consequence, but more evolution consequence. That's directly out of their mouths. Now, there's also a video here. Um, God. The name of this video is called, like, Alien Hybrid or Star Child Discovered in China. I'm like, good God. Like, they could be just making a mountain out of a molehill here, especially when they start claiming that there's a new human race. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's stupid as fuck. Like, you don't just go and say that shit. But whatever. So I'll be posting that, that article with the video as well. Uh, I'll do that there on the a, Facebook page. There was a guy in the Stanley Superhumans that they tested, and he could see in the dark as well. What? I don't know if his eyes had anything weird that they were able to figure out. Oh, yeah, that was like some fucking show, wasn't it? That was like a sitcom, or not Stanley a sitcom, Super- but yeah. It was a reality it was show a reality where he had show, a guy yeah. travel around and test people's abilities. That's hot. Um, What else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the... The glow-in-the-dark rabbits and and uh, cats. Yeah, what's up with that shit, man? Like, why so, do they do that? They, I heard about this on Sofa King, actually. I listened to their back episodes, and Brent brings it up in one of them. Yeah. The, uh, it was actually in the GMO episode. Anyways. Oh, okay. They were working on these cats, and they wanted to include a tracer in there that they could find in UV light underneath the microscope in their blood. But it inadvertently made parts of them glow under a black light. They were white cats, and they would have, like, hot spots on them that were glowing red when they had a, a black light over them. That's awesome. There were also these rabbits that they injected with something else that actually physically made their bodies glow in the dark a red color. (laughs) Wow. That's a little weird to me. What the fuck? What's wrong? I think I may have found another story. Yeah, well, here, I'll read this one real quick and then... Okay. Oh, this one's not quick. It's a longer one, but it's worth it, so... That's fine. Hidden dangers of ghost hunting... The time I accidentally investigated a meth lab for paranormal activity. <laughs> All right. Buckle uh, up, bitches. Here we go. Wow. This comes from uh, weekendweird.com. This guy's writing it. This He actually, you know, years ago discovered it, so he's writing the first person. So. Oh, okay. Paranormal investigation is full of hidden dangers, but while you might be tempted to imagine that diabolical spirits and ancient curses our biggest threats have less to do with the supernatural and more to do with the decrepit houses, darkening rooms, or darkened rooms and dangerous people. 
In fact, one of my scariest ghost hunting experiences doesn't involve invisible monsters from the other side, but monsters of a more human variety, meth cooks. (laughs) (laughs) Back in 2002, Ghost Hunters, Inc., my high school paranormal investigation team, was at the height of its activity. It seemed like every weekend we were sneaking out in the middle of the night to go to some scary location hidden away on some rarely traveled dirt road. Cursed churches, mountaintop ghost towns would sound awesome, by the way, and haunted cemeteries were regular adventures. But one of the most memorable happened inside an abandoned building we'd nicknamed the Murder House. We gave it this name because of some tenuously connected homicide nearby, but mostly because we were 16 and it sounded badass. It was a house that, ironically enough, almost resulted in our deaths. Whoa. Located in the ass end of the middle of nowhere, Bradford <laughs> County, the ramshackled house was definitely not in livable condition but it looked like it had been cleared out in a hurry. Magazines from the last decade were spread out on the tables, rotting furniture collected in the dust in the living room. Even spoiled condiments still sat in the powerless fridge. Gross. Myself and three of my fellow adventure seekers, Nick, Bill, and Brandon, had come to the murder house after scoping it out for a few weeks. Rumors of the building's alleged ghosts had spread throughout our high school over the last year after a kid in Woodshop discovered the haunted house while searching for a secret place to make time with his girlfriend. After pulling into the murder's house overgrown driveway, the couple noticed shadowy figures peering at them from broken second-story windows. Needless to say, they left. After making our way through an unlocked back door, we started our investigation the same we started all of them when we were 16, walking around the place yelling, check this out. These days, they call that taking a baseline reading, but we were really just acclimating ourselves to our surroundings. Sure. We'd all fallen through enough flimsy floorboards to run into enough wild animals to know the importance of knowing the building. Anyways. Within five minutes of our entrance to the abandoned building, we began to hear some mysterious scuffling on the second floor. Not ones to make take a hint, we decided to go check out what kind of poltergeist was having the racket or making the racket. Sure. As we crept up the creaky stairs, the noises got more frantic, like pots and pans banging together. By the time we reached the top of the stairs, nervous and shaky, but too hopped up on Mountain Dew Code Red and peer pressure to care, we had pointed or pinpointed the noises. They were coming from a room at the end of the hallway and was the only room on the second floor with the door closed. <sighs> then suddenly it stopped. We turned to one another, keeping an eye on the closed door and had whispered, had a whispered argument about how to proceed. Between the four of us, opinions were pretty split between forging ahead and running the hell away. But I argued that if we turned tail now, we'd kick ourselves for it when we regrouped at school the following Monday. Yeah, probably. Uh, Nick grabbed a giant curtain rod. Bill scrounged a shovel and I pulled out a can of pepper spray I had stashed in the event that I met a wild crazies at 2 a.m. paper route. Or on his 2 a.m. paper route. Just as we prepared to turn the handle, our defensive weapons ready for whatever was rattling the chains on the other side of the door, Brandon snapped a picture, which I obviously you can't see, of them. They're just standing outside the door already with like shovels and crap ready to bash whatever's in there. Uh, After mustering up the courage to poke, dig, mace, and photograph the ghost hunting, or the ghost haunting the murder house, we flung open the door only to discover what looked like a mad scientist lab. Copper tubing snaked from backyard grills to gasoline cans, and the room reeked of cat piss. Ratty sleeping bags were torn open on the floor as if they exited in a hurry. As we tried to make sense of what we were seeing, Nick began waving his hands wildly to catch our attention. His bloodshot eyes bugging out of his head, he tiptoed close and whispered, Guys, holy shit, there are people in the walls. What? 
As we stood among the makeshift lab, frozen in fear, Nick slowly pointing to the peeling floral wallpaper beside us and motioned us to listen. From the behind the wall, we could hear muffled whispers. We didn't stick around long enough to find out what they were saying. In mere seconds, we had vacated the house and were already speeding down the dirt road back home discussing what an ever-loving fuck. That's something you like to say. Absolutely. We had just witnessed. Uh, were they mad scientists living in the middle of Bradford County wilderness? Uh, anyways, it says we got our answer a few weeks later when the newspapers reported that the abandoned house we had dubbed the murder house had burnt down the result of a meth lab explosion. Yeah, they could have got like seriously fucked. Yeah. And that's something to think about if, for people that just decide to go and walk into a place. Be careful of the squatters. Don't be pissing off the squatters. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Fuck. Um, That's ridiculous shit, though, man. Jayla says this must have been a paper they turned into their teacher, but it's it's actually it's not. It's um a guy that writes for WeekendWeird.com, which is a pretty big paranormal website, and he was telling his story of this happening. I I like the story. I think it's funny. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. I mean, I can I can picture it. I can picture myself walking into that situation. Shit, yeah. Are you ready for this? Yes. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. Well, why? I'm just I don't know. Let's see. Australia becomes the first country to begin RFID microchipping its citizens like cattle. So Australia is to be the first country in the world that will begin the microchip uh, to microchip their citizens. NBC News predicted that all Americans would be microchipped by 2017, but it seems Australia may have beaten them to the punch. I saw this story. Did well, I you? saw the story about 2017, not necessarily about Australia. It says, like, hundreds of Australians turning themselves into superhumans who can unlock doors, turn on lights, and log <laughs> into computers with a wave of the hand. I, uh, actually, that doesn't surprise me at all. No, it doesn't. This, not at this all, This isn't man. a government thing. This is them wanting to do it for themselves. Exactly. This isn't... Yeah. So what does it say here? It says you could set it. Here's a here's a quote here. Um, now let me let me read on here. So this uh, lady named Shanti Corporal from Sydney is at the center of the phenomenon after having two implants inserted under her skin. Now uh, she can get into work and her car without carrying a card or keys or any of that shit. And says that her ultimate goal is to completely do away with her wallet and her cards. So she says, quote, you could set up your life so you never have to worry about any passwords or pins. Um, that's what she told news.com.au. So she says it's the same technology as PayPass. So I'm hoping you'll be able to pay for things with it. So, yeah, interesting stuff. The microchips, which are the size of a grain of rice, can act like a business card and transfer contact details into smartphones and hold complex medical data. This Shanti lady says, my Nana wants one. I've had more opposition from or to my tattoos than I've ever had to the chip. My friends are jealous. You think you'd get one, man? No. Cost between $80 and $140, depending on the sophistication of the technology. And while you can do it at home, they work with doctors who charge another $150 to insert the implant. So they do minor surgery, Botox and so on, says the Shanti. They also they give you a local uh, an injection and a quick ultrasound to make sure that it's safely in place. The biohacking couple both have RFID chips in their left hands and NFC chips 
in the right hand. The implant is almost impossible to spot, leaving a mark as small as a freckle. Huh. You know what we need to get on top of? (laughs) Yeah, tell me, buddy. RFID blocking gloves. So that people want this. They don't have to worry about... Identity. They have to wear a glove, of course, but yeah, or a watch or something that goes right around where that is to block it. If you, because it can be hacked, like anything else, it can be hacked. Got my hand hacked today. Yeah, got my left hand hacked. Sounds <laughs> it a bitch. Didn't bitches. feel right. Didn't feel right at all. <laughs> so you wouldn't get one though. That's what you're saying. I don't think so. What I, if Heather what said if on the, um, that? Uh, I'd rather carry a wallet than have a microchip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like, right now, I pretty much feel naked without the wallet. You know what I mean? Without having my wallet and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'd rather just carry cash anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if they if we go to cashless, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, we've been seeing this coming for a long time. I mean, it's always been the conspiracy thing that it's going to be forced on us. But technologically yeah. speaking, there's always going to be people that want to do this crap. Like I mentioned earlier, the injection in the eye so you can see in the dark. There are people that are volunteering to do that. Dumbasses. And, yeah, I mean, Dipshit. there's there's all kinds of body biohacking and stuff going on out there. Right now that it's just not talked about a lot, but it's started. It started in the States and stuff too. There's, I don't know. I don't have any of the info on on the top of my head, but there's all kinds of stuff starting out or starting out out there. So you won't see me getting no goddamn chip. Not in my lifetime. Well, you already have a chip. What the fuck? You just don't have to bring it with you. What are you talking about? You have one on your bank card now. There's one in your phone. Like, if you have a car that you don't have to put the key in, you just have to carry the, the part into the car oh, and no. push the button and start. Yeah, I don't have that. That's Well, yeah, I mean, but, but yeah. you already have RFID on you somewhere. That's cute. You just don't have to bring it with you. Yeah. Sons of bitches. So what else you got for us, bud? I, I, um, apparently we're going to die. What? No, 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 yeah, no, no, everybody, no, 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 no. except for the elite, of course. Wait a minute, you're you're telling me that the end of the world is coming? Uh, yes, it is. I don't believe. Apparently, you. it's <laughs> imminent. It's going to happen imminent. before the end of this year, according to this guy. Whoa, that means almost certain, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, global elite prepare for imminent solar storm apocalypse. Thousands flee to underground Antarctic bases, according to conspiracy theorists. Underground. Yes. Antarctic bases. bases. This comes from the Inquisitor. Recent warnings of imminent massive solar flares that could cause planet-wide devastation have sparked an exodus of the global NWO Illuminati elite to massive underground bases in South America and the Ant- and Antarctica. They put a the in the beginning of before Antarctica. <laughs> the Antarctica. <laughs> We're going to go to the Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> According to reports currently circulating in the conspiracy theory blogosphere. This is awesome. According to conspiracy theorists, recent media reports that scientists were preparing for possible... This is just repeating itself. Let me get down here a little bit more in the article. (laughs) Get on down there. Although media reports tried to downplay the urgency of the threat by describing the expected solar storms as, quote, low probability but high impact events. So I don't know. That's kind (laughs) of... A weird way to put it. That is a weird way to put it. Low probability, but high but impact high events. Impact. Yeah. All uh, right. Conspiracy theorists have raised the alarm, saying the secret mass movement of the global elite to deep underground bases in 
in Antarctica. They didn't put the the there, but I almost read it because I saw <laughs> there was a the below it on my screen. <laughs> I was like, these dipshits. <laughs> Following the warnings prove that the elite are covering up information about the expected scale of the impending solar flares. The conspiracy theory blog Exopolitics claims that recent warnings by scientists corroborate the predictions of Major Ed Dames, a.k.a. Dr. Doom. Dang. A remote viewer and alleged former psychic spy for the U.S. military agents or intelligence who has been predicting for years the imminence of of a kill shot solar flare that would burn satellites, power grids, and large swaths of the Earth's surface. I don't like that guy. <laughs> the kill shot is the sun going on a rampage and producing extreme solar flares, heat up the Earth's atmosphere, and dry Earth's fresh water. James Ward warned in an interview on March 21st, 2016, that fulfillment of his solar kill shot prediction was imminent. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security and NASA also warned of possible imminent catastrophic or catastrophe, according to the Independent. National power grids could overheat and air travel disrupted electronic navigational devices and major satellites could stop working. It's like Debbie Downer shit right there. It says multiple reports circulating in the conspiracy theory blogosphere claim that a large scale movement of the families and relatives of members of the global elite to six massive underground facilities in the Antarctic is ongoing. Do we get go? The, uh, well, maybe we'll figure it out. Uh, the underground facilities are managed by a government extra government extraterrestrial species alliance. <laughs> this just completely went. Uh, if it wasn't already out there, it does uh, that though. These fucking yeah. articles, they do that. It's like a ninety degree fucking shift. So I'm going to start that over again because I want the flow of it. Uh, The underground facilities are managed by a government extraterrestrial species alliance called the Interplanetary Corporate Conglomerate. Well, geez. The ICC is allegedly one of the five major clandestine space programs managed by an alliance of the global ruling elite and the extraterrestrial beings. Several self-proclaimed whistleblowers have come forward recently to spill the beans about alleged secret space programs formed through alliances between the ruling elites and the leading military powers such as the U.S., Russia, China, and the EU, and extraterrestrial beings. Hmm. Extraterrestrial... Our extraterrestrials, according to multiple whistleblower reports, are exploiting the greed of the ruling elite for advanced alien technology in the intensifying struggle of world domination. Bizarre testimonies by self-proclaimed whistleblowers such as William Tompkins, allegedly a top aerospace engineer, Corey Good, who claims to have worked with one of the top government alien space alliances, and Peter Beater. <laughs> no fucking way. Is that his name? It's P-E-T-E-R-B-E-T-E-R. <laughs> That's amazing. Peter Beater. Uh. <laughs> Politician and former general counsel for the Export-Import Bank. <laughs> oh, they actually have a date. He actually worked under John F. Kennedy. That's his real name, Peter Beter. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> Good um, old Peter Beter. Okay. Who in the fuck, man, like would name their kid that? You got to know. You got to know. Yeah, I don't know. The kid's uh, going to catch some flack. <laughs> you know it. They, they wanted it to rhyme. Shit, I guess. <laughs> Peter Beter. Oh, you're freezing up a little bit on me. Sorry. 
Are you there? I'm here, man. Can you hear me? You are Peter Beater? No, I'm I'm here. I'm not Peter yeah, Beater. Yeah, back now. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. weird. Uh, according to whistleblower Corey Good, who manages the space conspiracy theory blog Sphere Being Alliance, scientifically advanced ET partners of world governments have warned that a massive swath of the sun's coronal surface is about to erupt in a gigantic coronal mass ejection that will hurt, hit the Earth directly. Damn. The sun would go dark for several days before it recovers its brightness. The massive CME, according to conspiracy theorist sources, will disrupt global communications and plunge, plunge the world into darkness. This this article keeps going, but I think we hit the peak with Peter Beater. I'm sorry. I think we did. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's probably one of the best things I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm gonna see if that guy's still alive, and I'm we gonna reach get out. him on the get him on the show. It's like, could you please state your full name for us? <laughs> and it, it maybe it has a weird pronouncing, but it's, it's I'm Peter, pretty Peter. sure that there's only one way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Dierte, reporting for duty. Yeah, don't try to church it up. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Are you gonna you gonna find this guy? Yeah, I'll work on it. Is he dead? I have no idea. Do I need to figure it out right now? Right now, we got to figure out. Like this is gonna haunt me if we don't here. All right, all right, Mister. I'm I'm afraid for what will pop up if I type in Peter Beater on Google. (laughs) Oh, that's probably a good idea. You know, I tell you what, Peter Death. Peter Beater, Aww. attorney. He died? He ran for governor in 1968 in the Republican Party primary in the West, state of West Virginia, but lost. He died in 1987. I feel bad now. Ever heard of Peter Beater? Jesus. <laughs> oh, he was Dr. Peter Beater. Ever heard of Dr. Peter Beater? Dr. Peter David Beater. Jesus. <laughs> So he's not coming on the show, but I wonder if he has any offspring. <laughs> Peter Beater the third. <laughs> oh shit. That's great. That is great. Hey, um the fuck was I gonna say? Couldn't tell you it's gone. How many followers or how many viewers we got rocking over there on Still Twitch? Got five. Oh, now we got five. Well, including myself, so four. You know, this is amazing to me because we've hit a milestone with um, with the Ectoplasm show. We are consistently hitting over 550 downloads per day, which is very impressive to me. Yeah. So what we need you guys to do is head over to Twitch and check that shit out, too. Follow us there. As well. And then get a hold of us. 913-730-7255. Rate and review us on iTunes. (sighs) One of these days I'm going to remember to say that. I promise. I promise. And if you guys haven't done so yet, head over to joshherd.net and check out the, uh, the stuff we got going on over there too. So books, films, ectoplasm, the whole nine. It's all right there. Christ, dude. I'm beat, man. I'm fucking tired. Are you Peter beat? I am Peter beat. Tired as shit right now. Like, I gotta tell you. I don't know, man. You were at least local, right? You were in Kansas City when you were investigating last night. Yeah, I wasn't out that late because of my back, but I was out late enough. Yeah. I was out too late, I think. It was just a long day. Being on your feet the whole damn time, basically, you know? Ugh. Oh, yes. I need to mention this. Yeah. For every $100 oh, that yes. Haunting Out Hunger on Facebook raises for an event at the Rhodes Hotel in Indiana... Mr. Rick Rose, good buddy Rick, 
will have one part of his body waxed below the neck. Mm-mm-mm. Right now, I need to get with... Um, Go wax that ass. <laughs> Jay Lynch, who is the one that, that came up with this idea with me. I was actually the one that came up with the idea of doing this. But yeah, it was a great Jay episode. Jay Lynch and I plotted together to do it, really. Yeah. Um. Right now, he's getting his armpits waxed. Dude, I cannot imagine doing that. That would hurt so (laughs) bad. And he's getting part of his chest and back waxed to (sighs) say a word. And I'll let you tell them what it's going to say. I think the words are going to say Malvern Manor, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. I will put the, um, the email address on twitch here and i'll spell it out as well on the show so yeah. that people can know it's six s e n s e i n d y at gmail.com and if you go to paypal and you donate money to that it'll go towards the every hundred dollars to get rick waxed i want him shiny and clean and smooth and all of that money will go to a local food pantry there none of it will be kept for anybody else it'll go to the local food pantry there in town so it's for charity people give 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 yeah it's a good cause that's for damn sure plus we get to wax our buddy rick right Yes, and they're going to do it live on Facebook, so everybody gets to watch. Can you imagine when the hair starts growing back? That motherfucker, he's going to be so itchy. He's going to be so itchy. People are going to think Rick's on drugs or something. (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to have to bring that up. I tried to get him to do his eyebrows, but he wouldn't do it. Uh, He can't do that. (laughs) I know why he can't, but it still would be hilarious. It would be great. Could you imagine him without eyebrows? (laughs) Just the beard and no other hair on his head? He's only got the beard. He's like, I love it. Oh, I love it. Be scaring kids. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Come here, kids. And that will be on October 8th. So it's coming up. A whole month to make it happen. Make it happen, Captain. I don't know if they'll be able to view like if the if they get down to like the last few dollars and they don't have anything else left to wax and they have to pull down his boxers. <laughs> I don't think that'll be live on Facebook, but Oh I bet it would I don't be. know if they're gonna go that far, but Oh, I bet they would. Um I'm I'm not watching that part. We'll watch it. It'll be fine. <laughs> We'll broadcast it live on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Our reactions. Fuck yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Well, I tell you what. You guys, as we record this, I realize it's Sunday, but you're not hearing this until Tuesday. So those of you listening to the podcast, keep on trucking through the week, and we'll talk to you all again very, very soon. Peace out.